everyone, this is Christina Savani, and this is Saved Save the Podcast. Hey everyone, we are back for week two of Saved Saved, and this week we are talking about social media. It is something that majority of us use every day, all day, 24-7, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. It does not matter nowadays. Like, I don't care if you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, if you don't go to bed until 6, there are people on social media. And it has become such a huge influence in our lives. And some people might be wondering, you know, well, what does social media have to do with my relationship with God? And I'm here to tell you, it has everything to do with it. And that's why this week we're titling this episode, Unfollow Them Before You Unfollow God. So I want to paint a picture for all of my 20-somethings and 30-somethings that remember a little-known social media platform called MySpace. Now, MySpace, for a lot of us, was the OG of social media. And for anyone who doesn't know about MySpace, there was a popular thing on there called the MySpace Top 8, which eventually went to the Top 16 and the Top 24 and so on and so on. But when MySpace first came out, you could only have a top eight. And these top eight people were your friends that were displayed on your profile when anyone went to your profile. And most people took that ranking super serious. You could always tell when someone was in a new relationship or had just broken up with somebody or were beefing with their friends or fighting with their siblings because that arrangement of that top eight was changing. Um, I remember at one point it got so bad that I just removed my top eight from my page because I didn't want those problems with the people around me asking me why I was they weren't on my top eight or why such and such was and so on and so forth. But that top eight was like a defining characteristic for a lot of relationships back in the day. And I don't feel like that has changed on social media now. It's just in new forms. If you think about it on Instagram, on your stories, you can decide who can see what. Also, they have this option called close friends where only your certain friends that you really, really know or really, really care about can see certain stories that you post. And you can have that same feature on Facebook as well. And I've heard a lot of people say on, um, in regards to Snapchat that they only let their close friends follow them on Snapchat because Snapchat is the real them. You know, all these other social media platforms are for families or coworkers or acquaintances, but Snapchat is who they really are. So and nobody can really follow them on there. And it got me thinking of like all of these social media rules that are not set in stone, but that people follow anyway. Like, for instance, me, all of my social media is Christina Savani. My last name is nowhere. And that is for my privacy sake. Um, I prefer not to have anyone find me that shouldn't be finding me. And that's just because I'm a private person. 
And for my Snapchat, I barely get on there. But needless to say, most of you would not even know. Scratch that. 95% of you would not even know about this podcast if it wasn't for my social media. And it is a big part of my life, but it's not my entire life. And that's what I want to get into today is not letting social media be the biggest part of your life. I mean, I literally have to be on social media for my day job every single day. And there are some days where I don't get on my personal profiles because I've been on my work profiles all day and I'm sick of it. But I got to a point where I realized how big of an influence social media was for me maybe six years ago when I deleted my Twitter account. So I got on Twitter probably my junior year of high school and I was determined to be popular on Twitter. And I had gotten up to thousands of followers, thousands of tweets. Um, I remember right before I went to college, I challenged myself to get to 10,000 tweets before I enter college. And I did it. And I don't know why I challenged myself, but it was a thing that I did. And I felt so proud of myself for doing that. But around my senior year of college, Twitter became toxic for me. Um, I was in a really bad relationship and he loved Twitter, but he wouldn't let me follow him on there. And I started to get suspicious and turns out that he had his, we'll just call them Twitter friends. And I found out about several of his Twitter friends that weren't just his friends on Twitter, needless to say. And because of the place I was in at that time, and because of how bad that relationship was, instead of just breaking up with him or confronting him about it, I started stalking everybody. I'm talking, I was waking up, I was checking his page, I was checking Twitter girl number one page, Twitter girl number two page, like I was trying to see where they were, what they were doing, what they were tweeting about. I was obsessed and it consumed me. And when I finally got out of that relationship, I was done with Twitter and I've never looked back. Um, It's not anything that I ever want to go back to because it brings me back to how toxic I was in that situation. And yeah, I know a lot of people will be listening and be like, well, he's the one that cheated on you or, you know, he's the one that was in the wrong. He was, and I'm not discrediting that. But what I'm saying is the way I handled it, the way I handled my emotions and the way I let Twitter be my number one influence in those emotions is what made me toxic in that situation as well. And then there was a point in time back in 2015 where I completely got off Instagram. And that was because I was, again, letting social media be the end-all, be-all, say-so of how I was running my life. and 
every time I was on social media, I was seeing people super happy and having babies and announcing business plans and graduating from college and doing all of these things. And I felt so inadequate. And I felt so worthless because I didn't have those things that other people had. I was coveting what other people had instead of realizing what I had at that time. I was um, in the start of my master's program. Um, Little did I know I was about to move to a whole different area. I was about to jumpstart my career. Like There were so many things that were about to happen for me, but I couldn't see it at the time because I was so focused on what everyone else was doing. So I took a two-year break from Instagram until I got my act together. And I tell both of these stories to just show how powerful of an influence social media has on us. I see people all the time who still have that MySpace mentality of, well, why aren't we friends on Facebook? Or why did you block me on Twitter? Or I can't believe that you didn't like my um, post on Instagram. And it's just become such a huge part of everyone's lives that people tend to put it before God sometimes. People tend to neglect the time that they should be spending in their Bible or saying a prayer or communing with people in person for those social interactions online. And they will never make up for it. I know I'm guilty of that. I'll sit in bed and be like, I'm tired and won't spend those extra 30 minutes with God, but will spend those extra 30 minutes scrolling down Facebook. And that's really nothing beneficial for me. It's really nine times out of 10, I'm being nosy. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, because if you think about it, that's what social media is. It's you trying to see what other people are up to. And if you're not in the right headspace, it can influence you to, quote unquote, try to keep up with the Joneses. And that's never healthy. And then another aspect of social media is the aspect of who you're friends with. I will be the first to tell you, I block people. Point blank period. I block people. I unfriend people. I unfollow people. I mute people. I snooze people. Whatever terminology for whatever social media platform you want to use, I do it. And it is for my own personal peace. It is so that I control my narrative. I control my social media. I see so many times where people are complaining about this person saying this or this person doing this or this person person posting that or I can't believe that they are putting all their business out on social media. There's an unfollow button, people. And I use it on a regular basis. Um... I've gotten better with actually blocking people, but if you make me feel some type of way, I will block you and have no remorse about it. I control my social media so I control what I see. 
if you are too profane, if you are half naked, if every time I look up, you are complaining about this person or that person, or you post something so ungodly that I just, it makes me cringe. I unfollow you and I have that right. And no one can say that, oh, well, that person is family or that person's a close friend or you've known this person for forever. How could you? Because I matter. And my mental health matters and my relationship with God matters. And if I feel like me following a certain person is going to pull me away from the healthy aspects of my life, I am okay with severing that social media tie. Because it's just social media. That is not saying that we aren't cool. That is not saying that I can't stand you. That is not saying that I no longer want to speak to you. That's just me saying that your social media presence isn't conducive for my life. That is me taking charge of my space. No pun intended. But that is me taking charge of my space and my time and my peace and my health and my relationships. And I think everyone should have that mentality of if this person doesn't suit you, that it's okay to unfriend them, that it is okay to block them, that it is okay to not interact with them on social media. And it's not the end of the world. I'm pretty sure there are people out there who have me blocked or muted or snoozed. And I don't really care. Because at the end of the day, what they do on social media does not dictate my life in real life. It does not dictate my job. It does not dictate my friends who really love me. It doesn't dictate my relationships. Social media is not the end-all, be-all of relationships. It is not the end-all, be-all of a life. And you start to realize that when you start to manifest the social media that you want. If you scroll down my timeline right now, uh, we'll use Instagram, for instance. You scroll down my Instagram timeline right now, and you're going to see a whole, 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 whole bunch of Christian influencers. But at the end of the day, I created that narrative. I decided who I wanted to follow. And if there are certain people that I do follow that I don't want to unfriend, I decide to mute them. Because it's my social media. And my social media is not going to look like your social media. We're not all going to be friends with the same people. We're not all going to want to see the same type of content. But at the end of the day, it is my social media. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. And they take it to heart. They still have that top eight mentality of, if you take me off your top eight, if you unfriend me, then we have beef. And I think as we mature and we become more of who we're supposed to be in Christ, we understand the difference between hating someone and just not wanting that person in a certain aspect of your life. Just because I don't want you on my social media profile does not mean I don't want you as my friend. Just because I don't want to see the content that you post doesn't mean I hate you. Just because I unfollowed you doesn't mean that we have beef. 
And for the people out there who may take these things seriously, who may say, well, I know that if someone unfollows me or unfriends me, then it's personal. I want you to reflect on why you feel that is. Why do you feel like because someone clicks a button on a site online that that's the end of the world? I want you to really reflect on your triggers and really reflect on why that person unfollowing you or unfriending you on social media means so much. Because a lot of times it's not about that person. Like me getting it off of Instagram for those two years wasn't about the fact that other people were having children or other people were getting married. It was about the fact that my relationship with God at that point wasn't where I needed it to be. And I wasn't comfortable with myself. I didn't know who I was, let alone whose I was, enough to say, just because this person is in this lane doesn't mean that I'm competing with them. To understand that when it's time for me to have what I'm supposed to have, that that's okay. And it's not going to be in the same time frame as everyone else. I had to do that self-reflection offline to understand that what happens online isn't the end of the world. And that's also why every now and then I'll take a social media break. I'll get off for a month or two months. Sometimes it's just a week, especially when I'm preparing to teach or I'm really studying God's word. I don't want it as a distraction. As I mentioned in my previous episode, me saying that Jesus is Lord is saying that he is in control of my life. And so if I ever feel like anything else is trying to take that spot, I'm going to do something about it. So anytime I feel like social media is trying to dictate how I do things, how I dress, what I say, who I hang around, where I go, the things that operate my daily life, I know that's time to unplug. I know that's time to go on a spiritual hiatus. I know that's time to delete the apps off my phone. Not just say that I'm not going to log in, but physically delete them off of my phone. So that way, if I do get the urge during that hiatus, I have to go that extra step. And I have to literally go into the app store, find Facebook again, and reinstall it. Those are my safety nets to say, okay, I'm taking this spiritual hiatus seriously because social media has gotten to be too much. And that is one of the main things I learned by not being on Instagram for those two years and still not having a Twitter account. And it all goes back to Proverbs 4 and 23, which says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And in this verse, it's not necessarily talking about that red thing full of blood in the middle of your chest. It's talking about who you are. It's talking about your mind, your emotions, your thoughts. Those things make up your heart. And so when it's saying to guard your heart, it's saying that you need to watch what you watch, what you listen to, who you interact 
connect with, what you think about, the places that you go, because that's going to determine how you move through your life. So if you're on social media so much and you feel like you're comparing yourself to others, if you're on social media so much and you feel like you're just being too nosy and you're in this person's business or, you know, when girls, I know we get it on the phone with another girl and we tell somebody to look somebody up and then 30 minutes later we're on that person's cousin's baby mama's best friend's uncle's little sister's boyfriend's page looking at pictures from 10 years ago and if you're a girl I know you've done it and some guys too but When you find yourself going down that rabbit hole and you're so consumed with what's going on online, you're filling your heart with those things. And then when you find yourself taking that material offline and you're chatting or gossiping with your friends about what's going on online, that's that course of life that you're taking from being influenced by social media. And then that's the time that you need to do a heart check, meaning, okay, what has gotten me to this point? Take, for instance, the song Cycles by Jonathan McReynolds. In the first verse, he says, basically, where he was then, he should have conquered it last year. But the part that gets me is he says, it must have been something I ate, some song, some show, some hate. And so those are the things that he digested into his heart that's coming up again. He's saying that the things that you watch, the things that you consume, the things that you do, especially on social media, dictate how other things in your life are going to work. Because they're going into your heart. And the Bible says that Whatever goes into your heart is going to dictate how you run your life. So if Bible verses are going into your heart, if Christian music is going into your heart, those are the things that's going to dictate your life when life gets tough. Those are the things that are going to determine how you do life. But you have to be mindful of that. I think in this whole episode, I want people to understand that you have to be mindful of your social media and it's okay to create the social media that helps you stay mindful and I want to talk about family on social media I know that that is a big thing for a lot of people is determining is it okay to unfollow a family member or better yet block a family member it's okay to unfollow a family member. I'm going to say that again. It is okay to unfollow a family member. You know what? I think I need to say that one more time. It is okay to unfollow a family member. Like you can. You can do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable on your social media and there is nothing ungodly about it I know a lot of people look at Christians and they're like well how could you be so mean how could 
you're supposed to be so loving and so for God. How could you be so mean as to block somebody or unfollow somebody? But it's not being mean. It's setting boundaries and sticking to them. And I remember I had this conversation with someone earlier about the importance of boundaries. And boundaries are important in your daily life, but they're especially important on social media. We cannot negate the fact that there are people who have been cyberbullied that have taken their own lives. We can't negate the fact that even myself personally fell victim to having social media dictate my life so much that I wasn't sleeping, that I was having panic attacks, that I could not function in the real world because of everything that I saw on social media. And if any of that is at the hand of a family member, I don't care who that family member is. It is okay to unfollow them. It is okay to block them. Because God loves each and every one of us, and he loves us enough to grant us peace. And if that family member on social media isn't granting you the peace that you need, remove them. Simple as that. If you wouldn't interact with them in real life because of a certain issue you have with this person, it's okay not to interact with them on social media, even if other people are trying to pressure you to do that. You matter to God just like everyone else matters to God. And your mental state matters to him. And if your mental state is being jeopardized by someone who is on social media, you can remove yourself from that situation. So I really want to hone in on that. I want people to understand that it's okay. And that it doesn't make you a bad Christian. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you mean or rude or whatever else anyone has to say about it because you're protecting yourself and you're using discernment and you're still doing it in grace. It's not like you are bashing this person or being hateful or mean spirited to this person. You are simply setting boundaries. But remember to set those boundaries in grace and truth and in love, just like Christ would do. Because think about it, Christ had a top 12. And even in those 12 disciples that he had, he still had a smaller, close-knit group that he would take with him on certain instances. So if Jesus could set boundaries for himself to protect himself, You can set boundaries for yourself in the 21st century, and a lot of those boundaries have to do with social media. And I hope that in your saved, saved, sanctified life that you all create the social media that keeps you smiling and keeps you happy, and you post what you want to post, and you don't let the likes or the comments dictate how you interact with people. You don't let the likes or the comments dictate what you post next. You be authentically you, and you be authentically saved. And if you want to post about Jesus 24-7, post about Jesus 24-7. I always tell people, If you get on my social media, you're going to see one or two things. You're going to see Jesus and you're going to see jokes because I love being funny and I love talking about God and that's okay.
And the people who don't like that can unfollow me. And that's okay too. So if you're having a hard time determining who should be on your social media or what to post or how such and such will feel about this or how such and such will feel about that, it's your social media. You create your social media. You determine what's comfortable for you to post. You determine who follows you. You determine who you follow. And you do it all by still giving God glory. So I I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And I can't wait to tune in again with you guys for the next episode of Saved, Saved, Period. This has been another episode of Saved, Saved, Period with your girl, Christina Savani. If you like it, make sure that whatever streaming platform you're listening on it, rate it, like it, comment it, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you don't give us five stars, just don't rate it. I promise we won't be upset. But go and like and tell your friends we are creating a safe, safe community. And I want you all to be able to listen to this. And I want you to all to proclaim that, oh, you save, saved, period.